Southern Vanguard Radio, this is DJ John Doe, and right in front of me in that little bitty computer screen is my man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Captain Homies. Big Homie, what's good? How are you, my dude? going on oh we got one tonight i'm ready oh we're we, oh, we uh, ready to roll man it's already lit we, yeah, we, might, we might have to man. skip the pleasantries and just cut straight to it i don't know man you, you got anything that happened over the past we lit we lit it buddy <laughs> we lit it buddy <laughs> we lit it man you got anything uh crazy that happened yeah. over the past week or uh well man oh shit you you had a we had a wild week nah man i i think uh Put in quotation marks, the high point of my weekend, I had to go uh, <laughs> clean my daughter's car out that was totaled on Tuesday. Dude, and, uh, that's crazy. Man, she had me in the back. She had me in the back of the trunk trying to pull some shit. But the, the trunk was smushed in, so I'm back there fighting for my life in the trunk. Trying to get her book bag and shit out of there. But yeah, it was uh it was hard seeing that car again, man. Again, I'm just so, thankful she walked away from so, that. So, shit, for those that don't know, we don't have to bad, we man. don't have to draw this out, but like, tell the folks real quick what happened yeah. at the beginning of the week. Nah, man, my uh, my daughter is uh, uh, 18. Uh, been driving for a little over a year, or so um, got her a car, graduation gift or whatever, and you know, you 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 worry about your kids and all that, but. You know, at the same time, you really should be worried about the other people that's out here. So basically, she on her way to school. She goes to school one one day a week, five minutes away from the school. You know how the exit ramps can be uh, in the morning during rush hour or whatever. Yeah. So she's just sitting there, and cat rolls up doing 60-plus miles an hour, plows into mm. her. It was a seven-car accident. Mm. That's you know crazy. what I'm saying? So, um you that's know, crazy. It, it's again thankful she walked away from that shit. That car looked really bad, and no doubt, ain't nothing you can do about it when you're just sitting there, man. Yeah, you know? right. So, but she's all right. Yeah, I had to go clean that out. Yeah. I had to go clean that out. It was hard work. It was uh, but I had to go get some some important things out of that for her. So that was it. But okay. everything else has been pretty chill. Man. All right. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I, I had an eventful weekend. I was in. We talked about the antique. Oh man, we the talked an, about the antique. I've, mark I've got yet to. another <laughs> antique store uh, uh, story, digging story. So yeah. you know, I, I don't get obviously. I don't get to go record shopping like I used to. I mean, th- those of you that really truly know me, you mm-hmm. know, I, I used to go hard. I mean, beyond yeah. beyond the definition of hard. Um, but yeah. uh, you know, now I basically have to squeeze it in between. Uh, my kids' sporting events on the weekends. So mm-hmm. usually, you know, I'm the one that is, you know, that's kind of, you know, taking the kids to whatever their sporting events are. So this weekend we were in Rome, Georgia, which is just north of where I live. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was a track meet. And for those of you that know about track meets, you know, unless, you know, usually, you're, you know, my daughter's only running like a couple of events. So, you know what? I'll, usually I'll have like mm-hmm. a good like two, three, four hour, like just kind of like dead time where I'm just kind of like hanging out. And so, you know me, yeah. like I'm in a new city or in a place I've never been before. Or even if I've been in the place before, what am I doing? I'm going digging. So, um, yeah. so I, 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 I found there wasn't much going on in Rome. 
But I did find a couple of antique stores. Of course hit, not. I, you know, I, no, there's not. And I, I hit the Goodwill. And uh, <laughs> while I did find a little odd rec- a gospel joint at the uh, at the Goodwill, uh-huh. uh, I went into this antique store. You know, and the antique store is one of those joints that has all the different booths, right? So, like, the antique store is really like a, an antique mall. So it's got, like, you know— 50 or 40 little booths where everybody's, you know, they rent the little space Flea out. Shit, yeah. swap meets. Flea, exactly, right, right, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I, I walk in and instead of walking through the whole mall, I'm just like, look, you, you guys have anybody that has some records? The uh, uh, the lady took me to the, to the joint. There were the records. And then, like, you know, the first one I pulled up was like, it was like a Roy Orbison record, and like they had that shit priced at like forty five dollars. I'm like, all right, well, this is going to be a problem. I know already from Rip. Right. So like I'm uh, going through man. the records and all these crazy bullshit prices on them. But, you know, you never know. Yeah. Sometimes you keep them slip. You, you catch them slipping or you might find a joint. That even, even if it's price a little high, it's still worth it because you just might find something like you might find some weird like private press thing or, you know, so, some real, real weird shit. Right. So I'm going through and I'm going through them and I get into a stack and one of them is flipped around like on the back. Well, of course, you know, this is the other dumb shit that these antique motherfuckers do. They price the records on the back of the record. They don't price it on the front. So, like, if you ever see that, you ever walk anywhere, you ever go anywhere, and someone is pricing the records on the back of the record, that means those records are going to be sky high. So Mm. there was this record, and it was – I saw this record, and it was pressed at $85. I'm like, man, what fucking – what record is this at $85 because it looked real crispy? And I saw the back of it, and it was like, you know, six or seven white dudes with the fucking long, like, feathered hair, like some 80s shit. And I'm just like, man, what, what is this? Shit. What is this? And I flip it yeah. over, and it's motherfucking Kenny Loggins. This motherfucker <laughs> had, had had price. I could walk outside on the street and find this record, in the, like, just laying in the street. That's how common this motherfucker for is. For free, for I nothing. Think, for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! So yeah, um, you know. So it, anyway, you know, and I just, I just, I had to take a picture of it. I posted it on Instagram. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, they had all this weird shit in the booth too, like stuffed deer head and fucking leather pillows, and you know, it was just, it was just a fucking show in there, man. But I, what I was saying about this yeah, dude man. is like. This dude must have gotten his first piece listening to that Kenny Loggins record, man. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> that sounds like a good theory. I'm rocking with that theory. For real, homie. So anyway. Yeah, shit so, you can get into out here, man. Oh, man. It's, yeah, man. it's, it's, it's wild. But yeah, it, it was good. I was in Rome for like half a day and, you know, just regular family yeah. stuff. So, you know, you know what it is. All right. But yeah, uh, yeah, so we're here Sunday night. Let's get into this rap thing. Um, Sunday night, yeah, man, it's Sunday night. Uh, this is Southern Vanguard Radio. This is the first time you're listening. Welcome. We drop twice a week. On Tuesdays is a mix show. Thursdays is an interview session. Usually, like a DJ or MC or a group or producer or you know some creative. Usually, you know, within the the, the sphere of this hip hop culture that we love so much and hold so near and dear to our hearts. So. Make sure you tune in on all your favorite platforms. Southern Vanguard Radio is on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Mixcloud, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher Radio, uh, YouTube. We actually just started posting a live video of our Zoom sessions of the interviews uh, that drop on Thursday. So this one actually is is, is also going to be uh, you know on YouTube. So you can put you know 
a face with our voices and you can put a face with the voice of, uh, you know, our interview uh, session guests each week. So, so make sure you check that out. And uh, makes we have some affiliates that help us spread the word across the nation and the globe as well. Yes, sir. We have atlhiphop.com. I am classicrawradio.net. <coughs> Return of the Boom Bab WRBB. Uh, X-Squad Radio, X-Squad Affiliates, all those in Atlanta. And then we venture out to the West Coast with Soul Public Radio. Cali. All right. So, Meeks, you know that, you know, one of the, one of our most favorite things to do here is, uh, speaking of digging, is to dig deep. Right? So we're always looking for that next shit, right? And when I ran always. across when I ran across this guy and his and his collective, boy, man, we we latched on quick. And I mean, these guys haven't let us down yeah. since. So uh, we've interviewed a number of uh, yeah. the members of of the Umbrella over the past year or so. Josiah the Gift, a more recently Snotty, John Creasy, and tonight this week mm-hmm. we have the founder, one of the co- co-founders. Correct me if I'm wrong here, pro. <laughs> Of the umbrella, right. and uh, man, we, we're we're super excited to have this guy here. He walked he he walked right into this interview with a ton yeah. of energy. This shit's going to be a blast tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please yeah. welcome the one and only <laughs> Pro Dillinger. <laughs> Pro Dillinger. Yes, sir. Finally, I made it. Pro was good, man. Big Pro. What's up, man? I'm happy. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I made it. What's going on, big dog? So you got that that, that up. gift from the from the missus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking lovely. Yeah. Look, look tasty. Yeah, my wife wrote me an L. You know what I'm saying? My son over here just rolling around and no shit. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? This <laughs> nigga <laughs> just literally Sunday here, night just shit, man. Rolling around and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Chilling. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for being here with us, bro. We appreciate it, man. Looking forward to talking to you, get some information about you. Yeah. Thanks um, for having me. But shit. Real quick, real quick, May 19th. Let's start right there. What's happening? <clears throat> I dropped the next installment in the foul tape series. That's that's so foul right there. S-O-U-L foul. But you know what I'm saying? Capital S, capital mm-hmm. O. So you know what I mean? Like a double play. So foul, so foul. You know what I mean? Uh, all right. But that drops yep. on May 19th. That's fully produced by Mallory Knox. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, all of the beats was curated by my brother, Mickey Diamonds. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he also mixed and mastered the joint. He, he curated the art for me, too. You know what I'm saying? This was all in-house as far as uh, 1-9 is concerned. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, Mickey is with 1-9. You know what I mean? He's also, you know what I mean? So we had him. He, he, he wanted to kind of like. Uh, take the lead, you know what I'm saying? He wanted to take point on the project and shit, so I let him run with it. You know, he picked the art, he sent me the packs, you know, and I just did my part. I sent everything back to him, and and we got we got another one, man. Mm. So, you so, know, I trust my niggas. You know, I I I, tr- I trust everybody on my to. team because everybody, yeah, everybody around me, like all of these dudes, are so talented. That it's like, how can I not? You know what I'm saying? Jordan can't win by himself. He tried for seven years. You know what I'm saying? I'm lying. No, no you're absolutely right. I was gonna say, I I think that's why we fuck with y'all, man. Is like, I think just the 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 collective kind of um, I guess goal and the collective energy you guys bring to the table, you know, is uh, yeah, man. we we recognize that, you know. 
You got to trust your team, bro. You got to trust your team. You can't do it by yourself. So, you know, I, I put faith in these guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know every time Snotty drops a project, it's a good look for the brand. You know what I'm saying? I know he's going to do what he needs to do. I know every time Mickey drops, he's going to do what he needs to do every single time. You know what I'm saying? No question about it. I know when most beats drops a project, it's going to be a smoker regardless. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Every time out. And that's just that's just one nine. I'm not talking about the umbrella. Now, we talking umbrella. Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? John <laughs> yeah. Creasy's a fucking oh animal. Yeah. He don't miss. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Josiah the Gift don't miss. Like, my niggas don't miss, bro. Yeah. And then, you know what I'm saying? You add the new members. You know what I'm saying? We got my man Big Trip from Detroit. And then uh, Mac Nice from Detroit. You know what I'm saying? These are... Mac Trip and Mickey Diamonds is the nicest niggas in Detroit right now in mm. our space. I, I put I okay. put everything up in my I put everything on that. All right. These are the okay. nicest niggas rapping in Detroit right now. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> nicest niggas in Detroit right now, hands down. So hey, you gotta bro. trust your team. Yep. Pro, speaking of your team, talk to us about um uh, the producer for your your project dropping um May 19th. Uh, what'd you say his name was again? Pardon me. Can can you say that one more time, brother? Yeah, the producer for this this new project you dropping in May. Yeah, her name is Mallory Knox. That's Mickey Diamond's wife. Okay. Oh, oh wow. I did not know, know that. Right? Uh, yeah, oh, that's it. Yeah, we got to get into that. Yeah, she's in the umbrella too. You know what I'm saying? Um, she's okay. fucking talented. And you know what's crazy too with Mal? is that she don't listen to rap music, but she makes beats. Mm. So she don't listen to no yeah. fucking rap music, but she makes some of the hardest fucking beats. Like, yo, bro, it's crazy, bro. Pro, do you typically um, lock in with one producer and, and it just be be you and him, a feature here and there for the project? Or do you, you know, spread it around a little bit depending on what, you, mean, what sound you're looking for or whatever? Most of the time, Meech, I'm not going to lie to you, I go with the same dude, you know, for the whole project because I wanted to have the same sound. I wanted to have the same feel. Uh, you know, I want the vibes to be the same. You know, I tried projects like that, working with multiple producers, like everyone's foul. My, the first installment of the foul tape series, um, I did. I, I, I did work with uh, all different producers. I used all different producers on that, and it came out fire. But when I did, um, I did the same thing with Two Foul. You know what I'm saying? Um, Most Foul was the first project I did with just one producer all the way through. And I loved the way, like, it, it had a cinematic feel to it. So I kept running with that formula. You know what I mean? So I haven't mixed producers up since Two Foul. Mm. Okay. Nice. Yo, Pro, I got a question for yeah, I'm you. I'm looking forward to hearing that, man. Yeah, me too. Um, when, Pro, I got when a I get the mixes. When I get the mixes, I'm going to shoot them to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Just saw some, you know what I mean? On the hunk, y'all, y'all get it first. You know what I'm saying? As far as the music, yeah, I, send, I, I send it to you to first before it. I drop it. No doubt. Yeah. Go ahead, John. My yeah, no, no, you, you no, you're good. No, you're good. Uh, can you help delineate or clear up like what, uh, who or what is 1-9 versus the umbrella? Because I'm not even exactly clear on it. All right. So let me, let me explain it, right? 1-9... That's that's my label. 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? One on is my label. Umbrella is just the collective. So Umbrella not no label or no no click or nothing like that. We a family. You know what I'm saying? We we just a collective of a bunch of different labels and entities. You see what I'm saying? So um, for me, right? Like it's I'm on one nine. Snotty's on one nine. Mickey Diamonds, Most Beats, Dark Arts, Allah Preem, and Prospect. We make up one nine. Got, right? Got it. Me, me and Snotty together started the umbrella. Right. You know okay. what I'm saying? Got it. But this is this this is back when it was just me and Snotty and whatnot. And we didn't have access to shit. And we didn't have access to these producers in, in our underground space. And we didn't have access to y'all shows and these blogs and shit like that. And we needed in. Like we were trying to figure out like. Yo, we know what we know. This is where we want to be at. But how do we get in? You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we was like, the trick is not to try to be in. Let's do us. You know what I'm saying? Let's create something self-contained where we don't need to holler at nobody. We don't need none of these producers because we got our own. We don't need no artists. We don't need none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's what we did, bro. And 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 lo and behold, the shit started working. Right. Yeah, in a big totally, way. Totally organic, bro. No dick sucking, no networking. I'm doing air quotes. For the people that can't see me, I'm doing air quotes. No networking. We not doing the cool table shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just Work. do us, bro. We yeah. just do us. Everybody, everybody can't sit here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We made our own table. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, I think Snotty said that the, the first time he met you in person, like it was like you guys instantly like just locked in and like it, it's been on ever since. Bro. Is that how you remember it? It's a funny story. Pardon me. It's a funny story, right? Uh, you know, me and Snotty both gang affiliated, right? Okay. Me not, me not so much no more, all right? But everybody around me still. So... Where I used to live at, it was my crib, but it was kind of like a trappy too. So it used to be mad dudes, all mad, a bunch of the homies all on my porch and in the crib, and I'm in and out the crib. You know what I'm saying? The phones ringing, people knocking on the door. It was like, and I lived right on the corner, like an intersection. So my shit was just always lit. Like that one little corner was massively active, right? Okay. I start click, I start kicking it with snotty and shit, whatever. Whoop de whoop de whoop. He's like, yo, I'll pull up on you right now. You know what I'm saying? I was like, what? He was like, yeah, I'll pull up right now with the lab and all of that. We'll record right now. I was like, all right, bet. Mind you, it's like seven to ten blood niggas just on my porch, just sitting, smoking, niggas drinking and shit. I'm in and out the house, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Snotty a crip nigga. This nigga pulls up with just his girl. In the studio. We come in the crib. All my niggas show love because they recognize the energy and shit. And I've been talking about the nigga and playing his music in the right. house and shit like that. Right. Right. This nigga pulls up. We do a song in 10 minutes. Boom. Damn. Spend the rest of the day getting beer drunk, smoking trees, chilling on my porch, <laughs> grooving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just relaxing. Felt like I knew the nigga for 20 years. And then my niggas accepted him. And all of that, and it was lit from there. Like, damn, that's a you know, so, yeah, and that's a real story. That's 
don't have nothing to do with music. We did 10 minutes worth of music that day. Swear to God. Mm. Mm-hmm. Most of the time I see Snotty, we, we don't even do music together. Right. We just be chilling. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, his wife and my wife chill, his kids and my kids, like everything, bro. His, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like that, bro. His, his daughters call me Uncle Pro. Like, my daughter call him Uncle Snot. <laughs> real shit and y'all and they kick it together and all of that like we all just we be chilling yeah having dinners and shit i be in my crib making dinner and shit you know what i'm saying yeah, the nigga yeah. pull up yeah shit like that that's dope that's dope so it keeps, so, it keeps the family vibes bro team, oh, yeah. team building you know oh, what i'm yeah, saying yeah, team yeah. building mm-hmm. so, so that's what, what the y'all, y'all go ahead pro yeah, I was real quick. How does how does a relationship um, like that transfer over into the um, the label side of things, the business side of things? Like y'all y'all keeping it you know pretty consistent. Like y'all break bread with each other. It's all you know. It's easy yeah. for me, you know, and I'm gonna tell you why. And it a lot of people easy. might think I'm yeah, not yeah. It's easy for me, but I'm, I'm gonna tell you exactly why, Meech. And, and a lot of people might think I'm bugging. You know what I'm saying? But um, even though it's my label. I don't, I'm the only one, I like, I, I don't take no money from none of my artists. I don't take nothing from them. I don't take streams, uh, nothing. I don't want nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want everybody that's with me to feel like they own boss, to feel like they in control of their own destiny, to feel like they're going to make as much money as hard as they hustle. You know, so the harder you hustle, the harder, you know, the more, the more bread you make. I'm not in control of that. That's your mm-hmm. destiny. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm just here to provide the outlet and the means, you know what I'm saying? And the resources until you get up, you know, until, and like everybody has already done. These niggas already got hat. They don't have to be with me. Now it's a loyalty thing. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, because right, yeah. everybody has their own resources and their own outlets and can branch off and do whatever they like, whatever right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But we loyal to each other. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we in this shit together. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's not really business at all. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we ain't doing no business. I'm making music with my brothers. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah. you know, it just, it just so happened. Like it was weird. Like me and Snotty kind of figured out the formula first and then we just showed everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's, right. that's with us. You know what I'm saying? Right, so it's right, like, right. And that there's niggas that, that can attest to that. You know what I'm saying? We just making a way for each other, bro. Right. I don't want no money from none of my niggas. I want my own money. I hustle for my own shit. Yeah. And they'll do the same. No. You know what I'm saying? Mm. When we when we do shit right. together, we break bread. That's right. a fact. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But every if if that's the situation, it's 50-50. Like, what the fuck do I want? I don't want nothing except what I'm worth and what you worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I feel like that, that makes sense. That does sound like an easy way of handling it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you you get what you eat, what you kill. You know what I'm saying? That's it. It's on you now. No doubt. Just like it's just like it's on me. You know what I'm saying? I don't eat if I don't rap. Right. Yep. True. So, so Pro, how did you get into this rap shit, man? Like, what was the oh, spark man, there? Bro. Oh man, bro. Are you talking about because this is like my third time rapping? Cause I, I like I've been rapping for so long. Like I, I had no, like, like the beginning. Like, like why did you why did you say, you know what, I can rhyme? 
Like, all right, I, I'm going to make. Yo, okay. I boom, my brother, my brother broke out of a, he was in a group home in the city. He broke out the group home and ran away and went AWOL and came to my mother's house in Rockland County, right? When the group home people came to get the nigga, he left two of his tapes in my crib. Right. He had a Walkman and shit. He had a nigga had a gold tooth and a four finger ring. That nigga left fucking two tapes at my crib by accident. Right. He left Onyx back the fuck up and he left Method Man to Cal. God, and I used to I used to listen to them tapes over and over and over and over and over. And um, but I gravitated to the to the to Cal tape. And um, I used to listen to repeat uh, Relisha Delph. I used to rewind that tape or whatever because that was just my shit. I never heard no production like That's that. That was my first too. exposure. That's a joint. Yeah, that, was, that was my first exposure to RZA, son. Like, you know, like, and, and just that flow, like, that shit was crazy. So that was what opened the doors for me, right? So then, um, then I think Ready to Die had came out. And then at the same time, it's like, like all at the same time, it was like Ready to Die, Illmatic, Takao, 36 Chambers, and then fucking The Chronic came out, and then Snoop came out with the doggy style shit. Like, all that shit was around the same time. So it fucked me all up. I was like, damn, son. And then when, then, uh, um, Mob Deep, uh, the the Uh, infamous album, that was it for me. Like, that was, that was it for me. But before that, I was already a fan, you know what I'm saying? Like when Kid and Play was out and Hammer and sure, all that. I was, sure, little, sure. I was a little dude, but I was always a fan of hip hop because hip hop was always a part of black culture and just culture in general because they were using it at that point to sell shit. Yeah, remember? Sure. Yeah, oh yeah, they, oh yeah. They turned Hammer into a whole fucking brand. He had a cartoon, and all type of shit. What every little kid <laughs> probably wanted to be. Cereal, all kind of. Come shit. on, man. the first karaoke machine I ever had that my mom's bought me, right? Uh, you're on mute. You're on mute, pro. You just muted yourself, my brother. You just muted yourself. Yeah. Pardon me. There you go. There you go. There you go. First karaoke machine. The first karaoke machine I ever had, my mom, she copped it for me for Christmas, right? And it came with a tape, bro. And on one side, it was um, Too Legit to Quit. And on the other side, it was um, Tell Me Have You Seen Her. And the <laughs> instrumental of, of both of them. Yo, I was on that tape going crazy. You hear me? Going crazy That's on the dope. Too Legit to Quit instrumental, nigga. You talking about, you talking about Have You Seen Her? Yeah. Yeah, they Have You was, Seen Her? That was seen the I would have been cutting up on that motherfucker too. <laughs> oh, I no. see all them face everywhere I go. Yep, damn it, even in the picture show. Have you seen yeah. that nigga I've been Hammer? Yo, too. That nigga Hammer was wilding on that shit, yo. You know that was the B side on it. You know what I mean? But I'll never forget that. And then my mom's caught me this low ass boombox and shit. It was low as hell, but it had two decks. You know what I'm saying? So I used to be going crazy with that shit too. But I always ha- I always loved hip hop, bro. I, I was oh. born in the Bronx. That shit was just natural to me. You know what oh, I mean? You were born like, in the BX. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, but but I was raised in Rockland County. Okay. I moved up here when I was like nine years old. And then we just stayed up here because we was all from the Bronx. And then one of my aunts moved up here and we used to come visit. So once my mom started liking this shit, she found a little spot out here, but it wasn't as nice as where my aunt lived at. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? So we lived yeah. in like the other part or whatever, you know what I mean? But we made do. My mom, she did the best she could, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I turned into who I am and, and 
and I can't blame nobody but me. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Word. So, so did you do? You, do you have family members that have like a musical background, or are you kind of the the only one, or somebody played instruments, or? My uncle, right? My uncle. I'm half Puerto Rican, right? I'm half Puerto Rican, half black. My uncle, uh, he's he's a salsero. You know what I'm saying? My uncle plays like ten different instruments, and like, uh-huh. yo, he been on TV and traveled and did all type of shit. That's how he used to make his money playing in bands and shit, playing piano, playing whatever. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But um, that 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 side of my heritage always inspired me. You know, there was always a good amount. Of 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 uh, diversity with music. There's always music in my house, so my mom's used to play like Hispanic music or whatever like that, and then sure. she'll jump into gospel and shit like that, and then she might jump and play some Jane, you know, or something like that. You know, she cleaning the house, yeah. and then my pops was more like a like soul funk, you know, James Brown, Barry White, you know, type shit, and then he'll he'll switch it to some other next jazz shit. You know what I'm saying? And now we listening to Coltrane and, yo, know, my dad was ill, man. So I had like a, a good amount of exposure to music pre hip hop. And then once I discovered that, mixed that with what my mom's in them was feeding me. Oh yeah. And it was just like, yeah, I had the bug from the gate, bro. Yeah. You didn't have a chance, man. That was going to happen. Bro. <laughs> that same, boom, that's, that, same yeah. that same boom box. <laughs> That I'm telling y'all about with the two tape decks, it had a little mic, yeah. like a little hole that said mic. And me and my, my brother yeah. used to put the little tape on and shit and be and be like beatboxing and shit. And I'd be rapping into this. Yeah. I swear to God, bro. I didn't stand a yeah. chance, bro. <laughs> That's dope. For real, bro. I love those stories, man. I love those stories. <laughs> So, so what made you think you were good? Pro, what it, I'm sorry. Sorry, Meeks. So, so my, my, ahead, the follow-up question ahead. I always have after that pro is like, what what made you think that you were actually good enough to start putting music out? Or like, what, like, when did you figure out like, oh, okay, I got this shit figured out. Like, I'm going to try and make a go with this. I put my first, like, I when I first, first started recording this shit, there was this dude down the, down the street from me and shit. I was cool with his kids, but he used to DJ. His name was DJ Fly. <clears throat> but the nigga used to make beats, too. So my pops had bought me, like, a beat machine. And I was in the crib making little beats, working on my little rhymes. And me and my brothers and them, like, and my neighbors, we used to be in the driveway. And they'll be making beats on the garbage cans. And I'll be the nigga rapping. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, like, I I never thought I was really that good, but I used to love doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? And then um, after a while, I got I. You know, I got decent. You know what I'm saying? The older niggas were starting to be like, oh, I, yo, that's pro. He be spare. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. doesn't mean you good. You just a young nigga that be rapping. You know what I'm saying? I was 14, 13, 14 years old. Right. So eventually... Uh, DJ Fly had me come to the crib or whatever. I brought my little beat machine and we put together my first EP. I produced two beats off that EP, right? And um, he did the other three. Um, and the joints was, they was good. They was good joints. They was good for a young nigga that I was 14 that but really rapping. Like I was rapping, rapping. I wasn't like Bow Wow rapping. I was like rapping, rapping. And uh, we pressed up like 300 copies of that shit. And I was selling them shits. One for three dollars and two for five dollars, and I sold all of them shits. Mm. That's when I was like, "Oh shit!" Like we was putting them in little Jamaican record stores and all that shit. They was buying like them. They was buying them like this by the joint. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So like we we sold them shits fast. So I was like, "All right, I could do this shit." That was the last project I did with Fly, and then um, 
I did after that, I did uh, the free agent. Then I did auditions is over. And then I did journal of a captain. So I, after like, I did three mixtapes after the EP, like full length mixtapes. This was back when 50 and them was out. You know what I'm saying? And everything was mixtapes. Right. We was going to the city, to Canal Street, selling them shits to the Africans and all of that. Like we was doing all of that shit, young niggas, right? So then um, I stopped rapping for like four years. You know right. what I'm saying? All right. Um, I had my first kid, whatever. I was moving around, you know, in the streets and shit like that. I didn't give a fuck about rapping. I came back and I put out Exit 13, um, King Uncrowned, Animal Untamed, Raging Bull, and uh, Scum God. So that I did four more joints and then stopped rapping again. Like, yeah, I'm good. Oh, this Scum Talk. So then I come back two years ago. I put out Scum God, Everyone's Foul, Too Foul, Most Foul, Mega Foul. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm about to drop Soul Foul. Like, so this is my third, this is my third <laughs> career, like rapping. Yeah. But this is the this is the okay. first time that I'm making like grown-up money off the shit. Right. Why do you think that is, bro? I don't know, man. I feel like I came into myself like like I, I like I, as as a person, you know what I'm saying? Pause. Like I, I I like, you know, you you know what I mean? Like you come into your own as a person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, you, you come into your own as an artist. You know, you, you start to recognize your own strengths and weaknesses as a human. You know what I mean? And um, you, 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 you learn from experiences. And I feel like that comes across in my music. It's a lot of pain in my music. There's regret in my music. There's guilt in my music. There's defiance in my music. There's obvious danger in my music. But because those are my experiences you know what i'm saying right uh, uh, uh a majority past and, and some current bro like i'm not gonna lie to you you know what i mean like we're not regular people you know what i'm saying like as, as far as like uh creatives you know what i'm saying creative people aren't regular people bro there's always something that's off a little bit you know what i'm saying so most times there's an element of of uncertainty around genius you know what i'm saying or artisticness or whatever you want to call it you know what i'm saying and i feel like i'm straddling that line right now Mm. i find my inspiration from things that i that that i shouldn't find inspiration in. you feel what i'm saying yeah and being places i shouldn't be and doing things i shouldn't be doing that's where i draw it from bro i need that shit Mm. you know what i'm saying Mm. i need that shit or i can't rap what right. the fuck I'm a rap about? Right, right, <laughs> yeah. Mix- I need to feel. I need to feel that energy. Sometimes I park my car and just walk through my neighborhood for no fucking reason. Mm. Right, because I I need Pro- to be. I need to feel connected. Pro, let me ask you this: the 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 times that you took off and mm-hmm. eventually came back, was it uh? Was it like riding a bike for you, or was there was there a curve there that you had to get back sharp, or you could you could just hit the ground running after a four every, year break or whatever? Every time I came back, it every time I came back, it was better, mm. like better, like and and it's even now, like like I'm be honest, I'm, I get a lot of writers block. You know what I'm saying? I get blocked a lot. You know what I mean? Um. Sometimes I'll go a month without writing a rhyme 
And then when that shit hit me, I'm on fire. Boom. And it don't stop. You know what I'm saying? But then when it's gone, it's gone. And I don't force it. I don't try to write through it. I don't. That's why I don't put dates on my project until the project's done. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But yeah. I don't owe no fucking deadlines because I'm signed to myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. I'm, I'm the only artist that has paperwork with 1-9. I'm, I'm signed to 1-9. Like, legally, I'm signed to myself. So I don't have to fucking, I don't have to move on nobody else's schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. my, my manager be like, yo, 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 what's up? When is that? When is it? it drops when it drops, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> when it's ready, you know what I'm saying? I'm still cooking it. Even the producers, like a lot of the producers I work with, they'd be like, yo, bro, what's good? Like I'm still cooking, fam. Right. <laughs> I don't. Ru- I don't rush. I don't rush my art, bro. I, mean, I don't try to push yeah. through no writer's block because I'm not going to half fast nothing, and I'm not going to give niggas no dirt, bro. My, yeah. Like I'm, yeah, I don't. Niggas don't deserve that. I want people <clears throat> Thank to give you. my best effort. Yeah, you can repeat that's that motherfucker right again, there. man. I, I, you know, uh, and I, yeah. I think Say that's that shit what, loud and clear. No doubt. I, I think that's the difference with you guys, uh, pro with with you and Snotty and like you know. Obviously, everyone on one nine and even like in in the umbrella is, you know, you guys just sound so fucking seasoned. And like now I understand. I mean, for sure with you, I understand it. I mean, like just like going to Canal Street and like hustling mixtapes like there are a lot of motherfuckers that do not know that world at all and we're never even close to experiencing it. Not saying that I did. Fighting your fighting with bootleggers, bro. Right. Africans, niggas yeah. that, got your, that got your CD on a blanket, bro. Yeah, yeah man. Where did <laughs> Where did you blanket. find this? <laughs> Fuck you, get this shit, bro. No one has this. Why do you have this? <laughs> I have this. Where the fuck did you get it from? <laughs> right. Niggas don't remember right. that era. I lived through mad different eras in hip hop, bro. I lived through the fun kid and play Kwame jump around era. I lived through the grimy, yeah. dangerous New York foul shit. I seen yeah. the gangster rap era. Take. I seen the down south era. I lived through the big t shirt era. I lived through the Def Jam era. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas really got to think about this shit, bro. Yeah. And, and stay nice and stay consistent. And I stay dropping music through all, like, yeah, through all of that, bro. Like, yeah. now crazy, it makes bro. sense, man. Now it makes, all of this makes total sense. Cause I, I could not feel, I'm like, man, what is going on with these guys? Like, who are these dudes? And now I get it. Mm-hmm. Especially after talking to Snotty, talking to you. Talking to yeah. you know everybody that we talk to and knowing the music, man, I get it now. So Snotty's a fucking genius, bro. Right. I, I guarantee you, Snotty's a fucking genius, bro. Snotty and Mickey Diamonds, these niggas are fucking geniuses, yeah. bro. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to argue genius, with you on bro. that one. Allah Prem is a fucking genius, bro. Yeah. Like <laughs> y- y- yo, man. And that's what I'm saying is a lot of guys, a lot of these guys that's that's out now, they're going to start playing themselves. So I'm telling my team to just stay consistent, you know, stay hungry, stay ready, because there's going to be spots opening up soon because these niggas is all playing themselves right now. You know what I'm saying? So the key really is to just stay consistent, stay solid, 
do good business. Don't jerk none of the uh, none of the consumers that are that are paying us good money to do these things that we doing. You know what I'm saying? And 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 keep building organic relationships. That's how we're gonna win automatically. Mm-hmm. Meeks and I say this. We started saying this. I think about two years ago, didn't we, Meeks? How like you know we started this show in 2015, uh, pro January 2015. We started this shit. And right. at, and about that, like, four and a half, five-year mark, Meeks and I had a conversation. Meeks, I don't even know how it came up, but we were like, now we're going to see, like, who's in this shit, like, f- for the long run, for the marathon. You know what I mean? Because this, this, you know, you talk about all those waves that you talked about from, you know, kid and play, you know, up till now, right? So, you know, we're we're coming into a good, you know, six, seven, eight years of kind of this latest for sure under underground wave. Right. And it's going to be super interesting to see like, you know, who's gonna, who's going to get over the hump and, you know, keep producing, keep being original, like being able to like, you know, uh, I guess evolve into whatever that next stage of phase is. And I think they're going to be a lot to your point that, that aren't going to make it. Right, bro. Because. Oh, Absolutely. For whatever reason, you know what I'm saying? I'm not even going to speculate why, but my job is to be ready and keep the people around me ready and the quality of the music up. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're like, you know, and, and a lot of like a lot of this shit has to do relationships. A lot of this shit, believe it or not, has to do with how your music literally sounds. You know what I'm saying? And um, y'all know this, you know what I'm saying? Like um, there's mad artists that get a pass because their music sonically hits better than other artists. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, for sure. But I'm, I'm as a DJ, I'm guilty yeah. of that for sure. Right? Like you, but you, you understand, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If, if the, the, the song could sound like shit, but be an incredible record, but like, if you sam just as far as Meeks and I go, you sandwich right. that thing in, in, in between the mix is going to sound like shit. You you just let all the air out of the balloon because the energy wasn't consistent. Like exactly from from there to exactly. there, right? And that, that's why people don't understand, man. You got to spend all this like you know instant shit that like people are turning around. You got to really spend time with your craft, like other than making good records and good music. Like you got to make sure it's presented and sonically sounds correct as well. So you're right. I agree with That's that. Sonics, you know, and I've been learning that lately is that sonics are very important. So I try to work within my budget to keep my music sounding as good as it can, you know, without, you know, compromising my fucking livelihood and shit. I'm not going to spend a thousand dollars on a song Oh no, because that's, that's not in my budget, but yeah, that's you don't how have much to, it, but yeah. Bro, but that's how much it fucking costs to master a song, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, like any other mainstream artist, like a Dave East or some whatever. When it, these these guys pay a lot of money to master their records, you know what I'm saying? I don't have that luxury, so I I utilize the resources that are available to me. For you sure. know what I'm saying? Well, pro, it's just, it's just good to know that you even make an attempt to do that, man. A lot of cats don't care nothing about that, man, and it shows. Um, so right. like I said, it's, it's great to know that you even care about that type of stuff, man. We all do now in, in the beginning, you know, it was about getting our names out there and getting the sound of what we do out there. You know what I'm saying? So of course the shit wasn't a one from day one, you know what I'm saying? You gotta, you progress, you know, and you grow and you meet new people that 
have better equipment and better resources and just that and the third. And you work on that shit, you know what I'm saying? And you try to present your breath, your best product to the people, you know what I'm saying? The people that really want to hear that shit, you know what I mean? So that's what I try to do. That's what all my niggas do. You know what I'm saying? So nothing comes out of our camp without all of us hearing it first. That's very important to everybody. Mm. Like nothing, not no artwork, no, nothing. It, we all we yeah. all see it first, Dope. or we all hear it first. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's quality control, right? Uh, yeah, 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 man. Yeah. I love it, man. I love I love the energy. I love I love the I love everything about the label, the collective, like all of it, man. I just um, it's really good to hear you break everything down, pro. Because now it makes a lot more sense to me. Because I. Like, who are you trying to figure out who you guys were, man? It's crazy. You know what's crazy, too, is that I guess and why while we doing it, like, while we're in it, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't really seem like a big deal to us. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just us, you know, doing us. You know what I'm saying? But we talk to other people, you know, that's familiar with the whole scene and shit. And even, like, some of the bigger main artists are like, who the fuck are these guys? You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, and it's for good reason. You know what I'm saying? Why wouldn't you be like, who the fuck are these guys? Mm-hmm. Because we kind of, we, we're creating our own stamp. You know what I'm saying? In a world where everybody got the same dope, you know? And I feel, and that's really important to me. You know what I mean? I feel like if, if, you know, speaking in these terms, if if you on the street all day and you and you cop in the same bag and then you see that new bag with the umbrella stamp on it, you want to be like, what the fuck is this? Right. I'm about to try yeah, this. And yeah. then when it hit and it's valid and it's at least yeah. a seven, you know, or an eight, you know what I mean? You're like, damn, this is fire. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. who got this? Where the fuck is this at? Can I get more of it? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Right, right. We just trying to get our stamp out there a little better. You know what I mean? And really, we just sitting so, back, being patient. Y'all because doing a hell know. of a job. Y'all doing a hell of a job with it, bro. Thank you, bro. Appreciate that, bro. And we know at some point, they're gonna like everybody. Everything's gonna come to us. Whatever's meant for us is gonna come to us. You know what I'm saying? You see, Snot just put out the joint with Hus, man. That ain't the first time. You know what I mean? I, I got some joints yeah. with Paz in the tuck. You know, like uh oh, uh, hell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like Crease got some shit. Like I'm working. You know, I, like we working, bro. I just did some. I just did some shit with XP the Marksman. Like we we got a lot of shit. Like really about to just like it. it this next couple of months is gonna be really good for us musically and snotty started it with hell in a cell you know what i'm saying creasy about to drop that man on fire three i mean I'm this about week to drop. right this week yeah I think. Yeah. Mickey, yeah that's a fact you know dark arts with the artwork you feel me so cover 13 you know what i mean that's my son right there shout out to him he do every all our artwork come from that man right there bro you know what i'm saying um i got the soul foul joint about to drop uh, <clears throat> me and Mickey about to drop Sting versus Flair in June. That shit done already. Like, <sighs> yo, son. <laughs> and I'm working on a full length LP with Finn from Gold Era and BBM. Like, oh, I was gonna ask gonna you be- about your relationship with him because I, I saw, an, yeah, I saw something. What, what did I see? 
was it Mega Foul? He uh, he mixed and mastered. Was that the? F- he did play. He did play off Rondo too. Oh, he did. Oh, he did. So, so what, where's that? Where's that relationship come from? Because we're we're big fans of him and um, uh, all those Toronto cats, man. Yo, man, a lot of shit coming out of Toronto is still dope. To this, them day. dudes up there, man. Them dudes is those is those is some good dudes, man. Those is good dudes right there, man. And um, and Finn, like um. You know, I I built a personal relationship with Finn. He's a real, real good dude, man. He's 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 real authentic. He's one of them dudes that's just he's in it really for the right reasons. Now, all of them dudes over there are, you know what I'm saying? Um, Agreed. Juco, um, Daniel Son, uh, yeah. Asan, uh, yeah, Asan, yeah, that's my dog too. Ace is my son. Um, what you call it? Uh, uh Falcon Outlaw, like all yeah. them dudes up there is fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, legitimately, they got their whole little city on Smash, bro. Like, and um, and they creating their own sound, and that's what I liked about them. So when me and Finn started building, that was just a positive for me. You know what I mean? Because Finn gave me a lot of, uh, you know, background um, knowledge and shit. You know, and Finn is real smart as far as marketing and, you know, and Sonics. He understands Sonics very well. You know, he's Jamaican. So, you know, them Jamaican dudes, they understand Sonics and where to put certain drums and where to put certain basses. And, and, uh, them dudes is ill and his production is top notch. So these, we got eight joints right now that are fucking. Oh, shit. Son. I'm not going to lie to you, like real smokers, you know what I'm saying? Like some of the best work I've ever done personally. And I feel like that's because of the level of the production and the way that, you know, this man uh, understands how to orchestrate things and put shit together to where it might not make sense to you, but it'll make sense to everybody else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, he, uh, I never had to compromise like what I do. You know what I'm saying to to work with him. It, it's it's just easy. Good, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Sometimes Finn just hits me up just to see how I'm doing. A couple of days he hit me up like, "Yo, what's up, bro? How's everything?" Boom, mm-hmm. like that's organic to me. That's not us out here networking if you know bullshit and just to get a beat. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. I could do. Yeah, right. Yeah, Same yeah, thing yeah. with with a lot of you know with some of these artists. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of artists that I'm cool with too. You know what I mean? Like. That are real authentic people. You know what I'm saying? Shout to Mav, shout to Asan Eastwood, shout to Mika Wright and Boo Bronx and Vinny Paz and Rek Ali. Like these are real people, good people. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so it's not all smoke and mirrors. There's there's good people involved in what's going on that's involved in it for the right reasons. But you you have to kind of like weed through the weirdos to meet them people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> a lot of these guys are like, they not, they're not them. You know what I'm saying? It's just music. You know what I'm saying? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Trust me, bro. Absolutely. You, you should see Good our DMs. Time. There's plenty of weirdos. <laughs> Think about the shit I be seeing in my DMs. Yo, son, yeah, your shit's fire, fam. You gotta be Let's, crazy. Let's do one for the culture. Everybody <laughs> want free free work and shit for the culture. You know how much I put into the culture? You know what I'm saying? Like, as far as, like, personally, like, I lived hip-hop my whole fucking life. Right. That is, that is my culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. so, 
what's what do you mean let's do this for the culture i've been doing it for the culture since my mom gave me a fucking boom box right no doubt yeah i need you know now it's at the point where the, where the culture's starting to give back to me and i appreciate that shit so exactly. much bro yeah. yeah that's real yeah but i'm not doing no versus yeah. for freedom you know, a lot bro. of people don't understand that word no I'm, i ain't doing no more free verses though <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. It's over for that shit. And then after this summer, the numbers is going up. So y'all niggas better get with me now. Get that shit now. Oh, uh, man. Boy, y'all better right now. Get them. Get, get your monties mm-hmm. up. Get your monties up for pro. Get it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get I work with your budget and all that fly shit. <laughs> oh, man. Bro, we're going to let you get out of here, man. What you want to leave the people with, man? Like all the places to come come spend some money with you. Yeah, speaking um, of dough. Look out for bread. new music and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, just tell them where to come see you. Just at. follow me, man, on, on, on Instagram at pro underscore Dillinger 1919. Y'all follow me on Twitter at pro Dillinger. Um, I got the band camp up there. You know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all support the Dillinger Files on my YouTube page. You know what I'm saying? Tap in. Oh, we like, didn't talk about comment. that, bro. Yeah, t- talk about that yeah. real quick before we get out of here. What's up with the Dillinger Files? Mm. The Dillinger Files. Every week I'm dropping an episode. It's kind of like some Vlad TV shit, but it's only me getting interviewed or whatever. And, um, you know, I just talk about different aspects of my life and I get a little more personal and, and deeper, like beyond music. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I just give people a, a different perspective of who I am as a person. You know what I'm saying? I talk about my family life. I talk about my marriage. I talk about, uh, you know, where I was before, you know, all of this underground shit started happening to me. You know, um, I talk about my experiences as a chef, you know what I'm saying? And all of that. So, mm. um, it gets deeper than that. But, uh, like I said, bro, it's, it's the diligent files going to be on my YouTube page. Make sure everybody, uh, tap in the link is in my bio. So, um, you know, subscribe, hit the like button, comment, stream my music on every digital streaming platform. Out, you know what I'm saying? All my shit is up there or just holler at me, hit me in a DM. Tell me what you want to hear. I, I email you that shit along with, you know what I'm saying? My payment information. And we could do it like that. No doubt. Yo, we have, you, think we'll, to y'all, man. you think we'll ever see an umbrella like, uh, I don't want to say compilation, but like a thing or no? Too we, big, we, too much, or not interested? Nah, or We was working on that. We, we kind of working on that, you know, because we all do music together and shit like that. And it would, be, it would be easy for us to slap a fucking compilation together or whatever, but we don't want to do it like that. What we wanted to do really, that the plan is... <clears throat> We're going to set some time aside. Everybody take some vacation time because everybody got families and square jobs and shit like that, whatever. Everybody going to take some time off and we're going to book an Airbnb somewhere where everybody could get to. You know, for about a week, and yeah. we just gonna umbrella knock camp. Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we just gonna knock out like ten joints, and that's what y'all gonna get. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we working on that, bro. But in the meantime, we we gonna drop some shit. We just we don't want to rush it. You feel me? We just doing us right now. Yeah, yeah, dope, beautiful, pro man. Great building with you, dude. Yo, bro, thanks Definitely. for having me, yo. Thanks We're, for having me. I appreciate yeah. y'all, man. We're fans for Anytime, real, right? Bro. I mean, we love the yeah, music. As, as y'all drop that music, as you drop your music, man, just make sure we got it. You got a home over here. 
We're going to play that shit. Thank you, brother. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all yeah. so much, man, for having me on this platform. I, I love what y'all doing for the culture. And it, and I feel like right. more people need to be tapped into this shit, man. Y'all need to be doing a good thing over here, for real. Thank you, man. We appreciate We're that. All right. Thank you. Thank you, boss. Yeah. Thank you, man. All right, y'all. Shout All right. Enjoy your evening, bro. Peace, Peace, my brother. Man, All right, yeah, man. Be peace. good. Yeah, man. All right, Meeks. Yeah. That's a good yeah, dude man. right there. I love that shit. I love all those Tons guys, of man. energy, man. You can't, <laughs> yeah, you can't mess with that, man. If they if, if they got most of the squad like that, man, they're going to be just fine. No yeah, doubt. I love it. All right. So uh, let's see here real quick. Yeah. Uh, Pro said hit his Instagram, but if you want to go directly to the band camp, direct to the Lily, directly to the band camp, uh-huh. it's 19music19.bandcamp.com. Right, so streaming and all that shit is great, but what you need to do is go to the band camp and buy that motherfucker because that puts money directly in their pocket. Um, and then you know, stream stream the shit when you can, and you know, put put some put some uh, you know, uh, hundreds of a penny in their <laughs> in their pocket every time you hit play. Oh right. man, um, let's see, what are we talking? Oh, uh, May nineteenth, Soul Foul, right? That's the next drop, right, Meeks? That's correct. All yes. right. Soul File dropping May 19th. I picked up on that too. One nine records, May 19th. They uh oh, I just know they real small uh... over there, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I picked I picked up on that. I didn't want to say nothing, but I, I thought slick. I'd just drop it just now, just you know, kind of, <laughs> you know, wow. Yeah, like, yeah. real quick, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we see what y'all doing over there. Yeah, dope. Shouts out to one nine. Word. All right. All right. Uh, cigar two eighty nine. Uh, Episode two eighty nine. Yeah, we got we got treats. We got joints as always. So uh, you know, if you heard this before, you heard that. Go back and listen to two eighty nine. We're gonna get into some pro Dillinger joints. Sure, we got some exclusives. Mm-hmm. We've always got those treats, and we've always got some some wild shit going on in those talk breaks. You know, with me and this guy here. So. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Smithsonian great. It's the guard, y'all. Twice a week, we out. Hey, y'all. Uh, Southern Vanguard Radio, southernvanguard.com. Peace, y'all.